Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode on the Wellness Show. If this is your first time of joining me on the show, it is a weekly podcast where we discuss about health and wellness and most especially we focus the conversation on information that you take for granted that is pertaining to your health and your well-being. I remain your host, Shobola Serebolaji. September is what sickle cell and in the process of us making awareness I have joining me on the show today is Nosalam on the show and um, she would be she would enlighten us about the everything about sickle cell types the definition the complications so you just have to follow us we dive into the interview hi Nosalam how are you doing hi everyone my name is Alamo Nosalamu Monsters yeah I'll be enlightening us on sickle cell diseases. Okay. And I love to be today about sickle cell, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. And it, it's something very important that we need to create awareness. Very, we, need very to, important. We, we need to yes, say yes. to everybody and let them know that sickle cell is not a dead sentence. Of course, it's not. Okay, so in your own term, or okay. you know, as a medical practitioner, what would you say it is sickle cell? Like very like I, I needed to break it down for people because you don't have to use the big grammar for people listening. So in in a layman language. Okay, sickle cell in my own word, like in a very simple term, is yes, um is an inherited blood vessel disorder. There aren't enough LD blood vessels to carry oxygen throughout the body. But as a nurse, I would say sickle cell disorder is an autosomal recessive disorder that is characterized by chronic hemolytic anemia and painful vasoclusive crisis. So that's a simple definition of sickle cell oh, anemia. So in what way would somebody get to that aspect of giving birth to a child with sickle cell? Like what are the causes of sickle cell disease? Okay. And um, what usually results to sickle cell is uh, when both parents have the trait of food hemoglobin in them. Like let's take for example for AAS and um, AS parents. If they eventually get married, they will surely have a um, child that is carrying the X hemoglobin that is donated by both parents. So definitely yeah. the child will come out with the sickle cell. Okay, yeah, you're correct. Uh, that, that's um, the genotype uh, compatibility, the aspect of the crossing and yes. also. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you. That's the main part of sickle cell. Yeah, so thanks. what are the types of sickle cell that we have? I, I think we have okay. various types of sickle cell disease. This, and I, I will just need it to make sure. Yeah. Okay. Types of sickle cell anemia. Okay. The first on. one is the hemoglobin SS disease. So the hemoglobin SS disease is the most common and it is the most severe type of sickle cell. This one occurs when um, the child inherits sickle hemoglobin from both parents, like from the father and the mother. So the child definitely have just hemoglobin S in the body system. That's where we have SS. Then the second classification is the hemoglobin SBO, the beta zero thalassemia. The hemoglobin SBO, that's the beta zero thalassemia, it occurs when the child inherits the hemoglobin beta S, the beta S gene from one parent and the beta O gene from another parent. So that makes the combination of the hemoglobin SBO, is, is the child inheriting um, hemoglobin S from one parent, like okay. maybe the mother, okay. then inheriting 
inheriting the BO thalassemia okay. from the father. Okay. So, you know, S plus BO, it makes hemoglobin S BO thalassemia. Yeah. So, right. so that one is, um, is similar to um, sickle cell, that's the SS. Oh. They usually have um, similar signs and symptoms. Most of the time, they have similar um, pain crisis and all. Yeah. Oh. Then the other classification is hemoglobin okay. SC disease. SC. That's hemoglobin C. SC. Okay. So the child inherit, inherit um, the hemoglobin S from mother or the father and inherit the hemoglobin C from either the mother or the father. So making hemoglobin SC. So you notice that some people have um, genotype SC. Yes, so it's, it's very rare. Yeah. So very rare. This one is still a bit better than the SS because the symptoms in ST are less severe compared to SS. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's the third classification. Okay. The fourth classification is the SB plus beta thalassemia. That's the fourth classification. Okay. In SB, in SB plus thalassemia, some normal hemoglobin is produced, but in reduced amounts. In SB plus, the child okay. inherits S from either the father or the mother, and the inherits B plus thalassemia from either the father or the mother. So in this one, this um, hemoglobin SB plus is still produced like normal hemoglobin, but in reduced quantity. Can you understand? Yeah. So the symptoms are less severe because of the normal hemoglobin. Their pain complications are not as much as SS or SS, SC. but they also have their own complications. Yes, okay. Then the final one is the hemoglobin SD, the okay. SD and others. You have the hemoglobin SE, hemoglobin SO, and so on. Okay. But this SD, SE, SO, they are less common and they are less severe compared to the SS and SBO. Okay, so can so you this just... So these are the classification of them. Um, the types of so can you, can you just run yeah, through it again? We have S S B O, we have S C we have the hemoglobin S disease, okay. we have the hemoglobin S B O, we have the hemoglobin S C disease, okay. we have the hemoglobin S B plus thalassemia, and we have the S C hemoglobin S D S E and hemoglobin S O. So which are less severe and less more. So yeah. that's just thank you so much for that. What does sickle cell treatment? Okay, sickle cell trait simply means that um, um, people who have who have only inherited um, a mutated gene of hemoglobin S. Most especially, yes, it simply means that um, you have inherited um, a mutated gene of hemoglobin S from one of the parents. You understand? Yeah. Okay, let's take for example the AA and, the, and let's say husband is AA and the wife is AS and they get married. You know you have um, 25% chance of having AS. Yes, yes. Abby? Yes. You have 75% chance of having Yes, and that's a five percent. So, um, 25% chance of AS it simply means that that child has a sickle cell trait. It doesn't mean that the child is sickle cell, yeah, she has sickle cell anemia. No, yeah. it just means that she has sickle cell traits in her. That's the sickle hemoglobin that is in her. She has a normal A hemoglobin and she has the abnormal or the defective S hemoglobin. That's what it simply means. Okay, we know most most time, um, the warriors, let me just call them warriors or those that have sickle cell 
first time they fall or whenever they are sick, it's either is malaria that is causing the crisis or is stress, but most time it's always malaria. So the question now is that what is the relationship between sickle cell and malaria? Okay, for malaria and sickle cell, you know, um, in a normal human being, our red blood cells takes about the 120 days before okay. um, for a whole cycle, 120 days. But in sickle cell patients, their normal red blood cells take just about 10 to 20 days. Yeah, correct. So most of the time, they don't have enough red blood cells in their body system. Now, when it comes to malaria, most of the time, this parasite, the falciparum, it mostly affects the red blood cells, starting from the liver, where it um, continues to reproduce, and then into the red blood cell, where it's released, and then that's when we start feeling the signs and symptoms. Now, for a normal for a normal hemoglobin or a normal AA patient, you feel the symptoms of malaria, but you don't get sick and down. Unlike um, the SS patient, they don't really have enough red blood cells in their system. So when the parasites are attacking the few ones they have, they tend to get sick easily. They tend to get hospitalized easily, very fast, because they don't have enough um, hemoglobin or red blood cells that can help them. And they don't have enough um, white blood cells that can help them fight the malaria. In a, in a, in a, in a normal um, hemoglobin, you can parasites can be in you for like 9, 10 days. But in sickle cell patients, it can last some of malaria. So they easily fall, they easily have malaria because they don't have enough red blood cells in them. Or is it they, what is I mean? they don't have enough red blood cell or their red blood cell break down so fast? Like it's not always up to the 120 days. It's, it's not like they, they don't have enough one. If um, you have red blood cells, if you have red blood cells in your body and are breaking down in 10 to 20 days, there's no way your body can make up for it to be, you know, it can't be as much as somebody who is, who is red blood cell is normally taking 120 days before it gets yeah. broken down and because you understand so yeah. I feel like most of the time they get attacked because of the um, reduced red blood cells they have and then because their body is they are, they are very very prone to infection because they, they don't have enough white blood cells that can help them fight they are right. so prone to a lot of infections yeah. so that's why malaria is very very and, and another thing is they have um, spleen their spleen is not producing enough white blood cells to help them fight this infection yeah. so most of the time they get down easily on um, malaria. Okay, that's that's yeah, correct. All right. Okay, so what are the signs and symptoms of sickle cell? Okay, so the signs and symptoms are the first one is anemia, and most of the time they start and they start manifesting these signs and symptoms around um, five months of age. So, and usually it varies. I've seen a patient that said that she didn't um, she didn't manifest symptoms until she was fifteen years. Yeah, until, another one said that she got to the university. So it varies from individual. It depends on your body biological makeup. So um, the signs and symptoms can be it varies from anemia okay. to severe pain, swelling of hands and feet, frequent infections, delayed growth, um, and um, puberty, ulcer, leg ulcer most of the times. Yeah. You yeah. you didn't you didn't mention the dark urine the yellow eyes okay talking about um delayed growth you know when you see a sickle cell anemic anemia patient you yeah. know looking looking from their physical um look their appearance you know that okay there's every possibility that this patient is sickle cell but it's not all of their, I, I know it's not all of them i've actually met a sickle cell patient that is as big as i am yes but most of them are usually they're usually small in size oh okay so you know 
when there is a sickle cell patient in a family, sometimes mother find it so difficult to manage or the whole family, they find it very difficult to manage them. So in your own okay. way now, how will you tell people the management of sickle cell? Aside from the hospital management, you know that one is for the health workers, but this one is for people around them, uh, their family, their friends, how do you teach them or educate them that, okay, this is the way you can manage a sickle cell patient, this is the way you can support them whenever they are having crisis, the way you can go about it. I understand that there's some crisis that is more than somebody's power that you have to take them to the hospital. So how yeah. the, the management of sickle cell? Okay, at home, first one is most of the time it's not about it's about it's not to be you educate the mother or whoever it is that is managing the patient that is taking care of the patient at home so most of the time the pain is usually if the pain is mild or moderate you can educate the mother on rest you tell the mother that they should allow the child to rest rest a lot so then another thing is water you take adequate water because most of the time their urine are usually dark that dark, they are usually have dark colored urine so you educate mothers enough water that I think there's particular measurement two, two liters per day or so for sickle cell patients that's or more per day they can take fruit juice they can substitute it yes yes so. definitely yes yes it, yes it, it's tiring just taking water alone I understand it's not easy it's not easy at all even for us it's not easy it's it not be taking water 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 it's, it's not, not easy. easy I have to I, it, I got to a point that I even have to time myself because I need to be taking water I have to set alarm oh take water like every 30 minutes or 45 minutes because I, I tend to forget that I've not drank water in a day and I'm just fine. So when yeah. I'm thirsty, that's when I drink water and I don't want it to get to that situation that when I'm thirsty, I need to take water. So I need to remind myself. So the same thing applies to them too. All right, you can go on with you. Yes, yes, so you tell them to stay away from all triggers. Triggers in the sense that cold, extreme cold can easily affect them. You know, It can cause the difficult blood cells to block tiny blood vessels. So it can easily cause pain on the hands and feet you know pain in the chest back pain waist pain you know they suffer from pain especially when they are so cold yeah. then physical exam they shouldn't do anything that is over stressed something that will something that is too powerful for them to do they shouldn't even try it at all we like lifting of every object they shouldn't even try it okay. you know where i was working okay. there is this particular guy he's a very young guy you know, like he knows he's a sickle cell patient and he yeah. went to the gym actually for them to go to the gym to exercise good but they have to know I'm their limits good very good this guy went to the gym to lift weight okay swollen and oh his hands were swollen oh so they don't anything that can exert pressure or anything nice heavy they, they shouldn't try to educate the guardian or the person that is taking care of them then excessive is excessive things is not good for them smoking um and alcoholism is not good for them at all we educate wherever it is that is taking care of them then their medications you make sure that they take their medication um the pain management you give them their analgesic their due analgesic then um also for patients with um peptic ulcer okay. the you you tell the mother to avoid giving them foods like beans acidic con the food that has acidic content in them and then they shouldn't take end states any ends any non-steroid anti-inflammatory drugs they shouldn't take it at all and then symptoms like they usually have symptoms like fever when it persists you give them an analgesic to calm it down expose 
puts the patients in, you know, just and their food too. Their food, they need to okay. eat balanced diet, not just carbohydrates. Balanced diet, morning, yes. afternoon, night, and they okay. need to take a lot of fruit in between meals. So there is a question I have for you. Uh, if, uh, you know, okay. mothers, um, uh, the the African mothers, there's this thing that they do for uh, uh, sickle cell patients. You know, ubu, which is pop candy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They squeeze it and then they add milk to me, thinking is going to give them more blood. Whoa. So Whoa. what do you have to say about that? I need to. There's one particular thing I'm actually looking for. So what do you have to say about the ubu squeezing um out ubu and then adding milk to it to give out to give to the sickle cell patient? Is it good? Squeezing of ugu. Hmm. Me, according to research I've made so far, yeah, yeah. it's it's really not ideal. Okay, it's Why? not ideal. Why? Squeezing of ugu. Why? Well, I made my findings research and I found out that ugu contains lots of iron, which is actually not good for yes. For because the anemia is not due to iron deficiency. They have yes. enough iron in their body. They body. have enough iron in them. Yes. So, and mothers, they, they just, oh yeah, take the ugu, drink the ugu and milk. It will give you more blood. Let me just end that way. Alright, so what are the complications of sickle cell anemia? The complications of sickle cell anemia, they are acute chest syndrome. Okay. They, can, they can easily have pulmonary hypertension. They can have um, organ damage, blindness, um, leg ulcers, gallstone. You know, this gallstone usually occur because, you know, when um, red blood cells break down, okay. they produce it, that end product is usually bilirubin. So, um, a high level of bilirubin in the body can lead to um, gallstone. Right, thank you so much for the complication. Have- I need to encourage the warriors, something to encourage them that they are not alone. They, we are both in this together. Okay, um, to the wonderful warriors out there, I want okay. you guys to know that um, it's not a mistake that you're born. And then it doesn't mean that um, we don't love you. It doesn't mean that you cannot survive it. We are all praying for you. We love you. And um, God will continue to strengthen you guys. Amen. You. Okay, we love you. Okay, thank you so much for joining me. Such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you.